They tell me you're a man with true grit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to drop the hammer on the fastest dirt track podcast on the planet. And I'm your host, Shane Davis, and I got my sidekick, Pat. How you doing today, Pat? I'm doing great, Shane. Looking forward to another great show. Did you uh, check out any racing over the weekend? Ooh, I checked out a lot of racing. Got to go to actually my first live race in over a year. I got to go to Davenport Friday night and then uh, got my fill of online racing uh, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Uh, were you there for the national anthem? Yeah, I was. You know, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Most racetracks have this kind of canned, you know, normal blasé national anthem, and all of a sudden there was a glitch, and this booming, mellow voice came out of nowhere. It was like it was sent down from heaven to uh, sing the national Very anthem. Very kind. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm going to tell you what. I asked the fans, you know, we'd like to ask that you all rise for the showing of the flag and the playing of the national anthem. And uh, the pace truck pulls out on the speedway. He's got the American flag on the back. And I hit the button, and the file was corrupt, and it wouldn't play. And so I shut my mic off, and I said a short microwave prayer, I'd like to call it. Help me, God. And then I turned it back on and let her roll. Nice. I didn't look nice. at Quint. I didn't look at anybody in the staff. I didn't look at the stands. I stared at the dirt. I didn't want to see. You know, you, I, well, you know what? I'm lobbying for your agent, so I'm going. We're going to hey, go out on good. the road with that show. We can do that. Maybe That's we can right. get in the Cup Series too. There you go. How do you, you like go. that? Hey, uh, speaking of Davenport Speedway, Friday night, great night of racing. Uh, Friday was the Kohler Electric season opener at Davenport Speedway with extra money on the line for two classes, and the competition was very intense. Thousand to win IMCA late models. Thousand to win uh, modifieds. And, Great car count. Opening night, we had 104 cars. But the crazy number was the sport mod class. 34 sport mods on hand Friday night in Davenport, awesome. uh, Iowa. So, hey, we'll kind of roll down through here. Now, we had been talking a little while ago. Some of the IMCA late models run crate motors. We'll talk a little more about that later on. And some run the IMCA spec motor. I think we have a special guest that we're going to bring in here in a little bit to help us talk about that as well. That's right. I can't wait. So, uh, in the IMCA late model class, Andy Nesworski, in his return with a brand new car, brand new XR1, uh, picked off his heat race win. Ryan Clays picked off heat race number two. But in the, the late model feature event, Andy Nesworski put it on him. Man, he had that number seven uh, humming and flying high, and that thing was digging good coming off the turns. And he had a crate motor. Yes, he did. Second place was Chuck Hanna. In the number 65 ride, and he had a crate motor. Crate motor yeah. yeah, yeah. Justin Kai, three-time IMCA national champion, rolled home in third place. He uh, had the car rolling pretty good. Track started to slick off in the middle. You either had to run down the bottom or right up on the cushion, and Justin was making a run for it. He could have used another restart. He didn't get it. Right behind him, uh, former IMCA late model uh, national champion Matt Ryan, in the 07 car, new colors this year, black and red. He rolled home fourth. And in his return to late model racing, this guy works at John Deere. He was always fast uh, back when he was driving. Fred Remley, driver of the number 42, second generation uh, racer. His dad, Keith Remley, raced for a lot of years. Uh, and, man, Fred was uh, putting it on him. So to come home fifth, your first night back in a couple of years, 
Now, I got to tell you, he shares the racing shop with Andy Nazworski. So I'm sure there was some uh, secrets <laughs> being passed around in that shop to uh, help get Fred off on his right foot. Joe Ross rolled home six. Todd Van Tassel was seventh. Ryan Clay's eighth. Donnie Pataska from Green Island was ninth and rounding out the top ten. B.J. Jackson, another second-generation racer. His dad, Duke Jackson, raced for a lot of years, and the, the good lords called him home, but uh, he had a good showing. Tenth uh, place, cars in one piece. And, you know, Pat, back in the day, if we loaded the car and we could drive it on the trailer, that was kind of a win. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. Especially with that many cars, I'll tell you what, track conditions were great. Two distinct grooves, a guy up high, a guy down low, and, and uh, they were absolutely phenomenal races. Yeah. Hey, IMCA Modifieds, we'll roll on to them. The feature events, Superman Spencer Dirks, number 29, rolls her home first. That kid is on a roll. That's probably his, I'm going to say his fourth or fifth feature win of the season. And then Mitchell Morris uh, from McCausland, Iowa. Brand new Harris car, the first two nights out. Opening night, they broke a uh, Jaime on a trailing arm. Brand new car, everything's new. Second night out, had a nice uh, starting position in the feature. Coming out of uh, four for the green, blew the power steering hose out of the pressed fitting. Brand oh, new power steering hose. I mean, but, but now he uh, was able to get uh, you know a nice finish, finished second in the uh, IMCA modified feature. Kurt Kyle, regular up at uh, West Liberty, Iowa, number 77, rolled home third. Travis Denning, fourth. Uh, the real deal, Joe Beal, brand new race car this year. Now, they had been running... Uh, uh, Shryock, uh, brand race car. Okay. Joe went on his own this year, and Quint Waterman's son builds a car. They call it an H2O. And there's been three of those that have been built. But it was a home-built car, and, man, that kid was getting it on. He rolls home fifth place in a home-built car. Sure didn't run like it. No, in a world where all we see is uh, factory cars. That's right. Uh, Matt Warner came home sixth. Ryan Doom seventh. Chris Zog from New Liberty, Iowa, eighth. Austin Bloom, ninth, and rounding out the top ten. One of the team body shop cars, Eric Barnes. That's right. Did Thank I you. see uh, Chris Simpson was there too, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, in fact, Chris, him, I think in the main, obviously. he won his heat race, and out in the feature, you know, he had some problems and had to pull off, but then did go up to Independence, Iowa. We'll talk more about that in a little while. Yep. Saturday night and pick off the feature win. Nice. So he's got that nice. thing humming. Uh, IMCA Sport Mod top ten. That's over at Davenport Speedway. Tyler Soppy. Picked off the uh, feature win. I believe this is number four for him. He's a uh, former national champion in the IMCA Sport Mod Division. So early in the season, he's got a shot at picking up another Sport Mod National Championship at IMCA. It's a good way to start the season. Yeah. Jacob Arp second. Jarrett Franzen third. Phil Anderson fourth. Cam Reimers number 21 fifth. Ben Chapman sixth. Logan Vellos seventh. Ryan Reed, the 69 ER, eighth. Gage Neal, ninth, and Jeremy Gustaf rounds out the top ten. Now in the street stock division, Jesse Owen. What a way to start out season, opening night. He takes that number 95 ride, another second-generation uh, race driver, uh, down to victory lane. Tony Von Dresky rolled home second. Zachary Zuberbreyer was third. Nick Hicks and the Ghost finished fourth. Jeff Struck, Jr. was fifth. Justin Kai driving an IMCA stock car. Finished sixth. Donnie Lauk was seventh. Jake Lund, eighth. Sean McDermott, ninth. Nick Clawson rounded out the top ten. Then finally, the Sport Compacts. Kyle Hawkins, uh, the number 28, 
picked off the feature win. Now, he did go down to Bristol and race with the four-cylinder guys, and he told me that uh, as fast as they were going down there, the track at Davenport with the bite up high and low Friday night, he felt like he was going faster than he was going at Bristol. I believe it. I yeah. believe it. Uh, Davenport's so round, especially. Yeah. It just it makes for great racing. Yeah, you know, when you see them guys coming out of turn four, and literally, thank God we got a half-mile track out there, because a lot of them guys will shoot out <laughs> and run the half-mile coming down the straightaway. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, uh, Kyle Hawkins with the win. Nick Prohl, the number 101, finished second. Todd Sibley, third. Dustin began uh, fourth. Tim Sibley, the son, finished fifth. Brandon Schneider, sixth. Norm Markov, 7th, Dustin Frymore, 8th, Josh Riley, ninth, and Jack Fitzgibbon. That rounded out the top 10 at Davenport Speedway Friday night. And what a night to uh, kickoff racing. I mean, the track was in great shape, as Ricky and Brenda Kai uh, yeah, have just given us a wonderful track for the years they've been promoting over there. It was cold. Uh, it's warm today, and I hope the warm weather sticks around so we can kind of enjoy it Friday night, and I don't have to wear four layers of clothes yeah well and you know it's been years that that you you have always heard or always thought of you know regional or local stock car track just being dry and slick and dusty and and uh, the track was heavy early on for heat races i know uh, i talked to a couple of guys that we are actually down pit side and talked to a couple of guys that uh, were surprised as heavy as the track was <laughs> but obviously they knew what they were doing because it pushed absolutely pushed out as far as you could possibly get up high and then down low and if i remember right i think spencer won spencer dirks won the modified main run in the very high side and then the the uh, seven car won the late model main run and right around the tires so yeah, that's a testament to not only the quality of competition but also the track preparation that they're able to make two distinct grooves like that you know, I always said when I was racing, just give me two lanes. That's oh, yeah. all I want. Makes great racing. And you know what I like? Uh, when you got a high groove and a low groove, and you got a little black slick right in the middle, makes it easy to do some sliders. That's right. So we've seen right. White Castle uh, sliders going on Friday night. Hey, now we're going to move down to Burlington, Iowa, 34 Raceway Park, the 305 Wing Sprints. A feature picking up the win was Cody Weirly, the number 27 car. Second was the number 78 of Dugan T. Third was uh, Nick Guernsey, the number 7B. Fourth, the 29K, Dan Keltner. Fifth was Wyatt Wilkerson in the number 29W. Sixth, the number 56, Matt Krieger. Seventh, the 51J, Colton Fisher. Eighth was uh, the number uh, 16 of Devin Rouse. Ninth, the number 41 of Noah Samuel. And rounding out the top 10, the number 9, Daniel Bergquist. So good night of racing there at uh, 34. And you want you ran uh, plenty of laps down there. Yes, Pat. I have. I love that track. Actually, oh. they put on a whale of a show for 305s down there uh, for Quad Cityans. It's only an hour drive if you go right down through through Monmouth and over. And uh, for Saturday night racing, you know, for nice uh, family entertainment, it's a it's a great bang for your buck. You know, and on the way down there on 61, they always had some uh, farmers stands set up. Yeah. So you want to stop right outside Muscatine and get some. Uh, some sweet corn and some watermelons and that's right all the good uh fruits that they have on the fruit stand modifieds top 10 a feature 71 w jeff waterman picked off the win uh second was the number 32 xp kyle madden third another nice run the number 70 mitchell morris from mccausland iowa making his trip down to 34 raceway park and having two nice runs two days in a row fourth the 3 b mark bergdorf old imca late model driver uh fifth was the 33f uh, Jardin Fuller, and six was the number three S, 
Adam Shellman. Seventh, the number five R, Bill Roberts. Eighth, the number 43, Creston Williams. Ninth, the uh, 409, Chad Gilberson. And tenth, the number IB 33, Shane Richardson, rounding out the top ten of the modifieds. Stock cars will go quick. The number 05, John Oliver, picking out the win. Uh, second was the number 122, Bo Taylor. Third, the number 77X, Brandon Setzer. Uh, fourth was the number 12, Chad Krogmeyer. Fifth, the number 07, Ray Raker. Sixth, the number 3B, Mark Bowman. And seventh, the number 08, Harold, Harold Bauman. That's what they show here. So evidently, that was the total amount of cars uh, down there. And then they run a class. They're not sanctioned. It's IMCA late models, but they call them dirt late models. And in their A main, it was uh, the number 07, Matt Ryan, Davenport, Iowa. Former IMCA late model national champion, picking off the win down at 34 Raceway Park Saturday night. The number 15R, Mike Mark uh, Bergdorf, finishing second. The number three, uh, third place, 45DW, Dennis Woodworth. Fourth was Jay Johnson, the number 93. Fifth was uh, the 7B, Matt Strassheim. And sixth, the number 33, Nick Moroff. So that wraps it up for the uh, 34 Raceway Park. Now, I'm not going to go through all of the Independence Motor Speedway results, but a little while ago, you know, we talked about, you know, the IMCA Modifieds up at Indy, and you had brought up, here we go, uh, Chris Simpson. Yes, sir. He tuned that thing up, took it to Independence, Iowa, and we used to always run there on fair night, and it was just great. You had a packed grandstands. You had the fair rides outside. You had the smell of, you know, I like food, corn dogs, Hot dogs wafting through the air. Oh, yeah. And, and we just loved Indy. So here we go. Uh, the number 32, Chris Simpson, picking off the win. First feature win of the season in that 32 modify. But here's a guy who has run uh, Lucas Oil, MLRA, and yeah. won. And he's in a modified. And, man, he was bullet quick up there. You know, I thought that same thing Friday night. You know, uh, Griff and I were walking by, and I actually said to my son Griff, and I said, I think that's Chris Simpson running yeah. a modified. So I started looking for his late model, I thought, you know. Why is he not running the late model? And and I tell you what, his his modified is is absolutely first class, first class. So I'm not surprised that he picked off the win. Now starting deep in the field, I believe he started back about 17th, the number 29, Spencer Dirks. That kid, his uh, he's young, he's got a great race car, a great team, and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with and a great family for a lot too. of years. Drove that thing from 17th all the way up to second. The last restart, wow. they lined him up. He was running in fifth place and. Boy, he made uh, quick work of getting up into second, but Simpson had about a half a straightaway on him. He uh, closed the gap a little bit, but they ran out of laps. Uh, third, the number 71, C. Troy Cortez. Uh, fourth, the number three, Kelly Shryock. Fifth, the number 21, Brennan Chip. Sixth, the number 27, Arm uh, M. Uh, Mark Schutte. And seventh, the number 21, T. Ryan Doom. Eighth, the number 32X, Chris Snyder. Ninth, the 10K, Ron Lauritsen. So that wrapped out. Uh, not going to go through all the results from up there, but I just want to let you know that some of our local guys run right at Davenport nice. Speedway had nice runs. Then up in Dubuque, I want to point a couple of things out uh, from their results. We will look at the uh, late models. Let's get to that. Uh, oh, there we go. Here we go. Uh, 25 lap feature, the number P7. Eric Pollard picked off the win. The number 15K, our own Justin Kai, the Flying Farmer, rolls home second at Dubuque Fairground Speedway. Third was Logan Duffy, the number 14. Uh, fourth, the number 16, Brian Moreland. Fifth, the number 23U, Jason Udelhofen. 
Six, the number 60, Dalton Simonson. Seventh, the number nine, Bobby Hansen. Eighth, the number 40, Joel Callahan. And ninth, the number 13, J.R. Colton Leal. And rounding out the top 10, the number 17, Ryan Hill. So that was your top 10 in the Klein Custom Homes IMCA Late Model Feature Event at Dubuque Fairgrounds uh, Speedway. And in the Sport Mod Division, we'll talk about them. Uh, picking off a win was the number 9K, Troy Bauer. Uh, but the number 3T, Tyler Soppy, our feature winner uh, Friday at Davenport, came home second. So good run Very for nice. him. Uh, third was the number 12N, Gage Neal. Fourth, the number 71B, Scott Bush. Fifth was the number 14, Kyle Hoffman. Sixth was Ryan Schilling, the number 21. Seventh, the number 32, T.J. Fortman. Eighth, the number 45, Colin King. Ninth, Bob Salagi. And tenth, Matt Fulton in the number uh, two. So then, wrapping up our local uh, racing results here, we're going to look at uh, East Moline Speedway last night. It was their opening night. Uh, we got some rain earlier on in the day. Yes, we did. I thought they were going to pull the plug. Nope. They, uh, they packed that thing down, and they went racing. Very nice. IMCA Late Models. Now, here's what we love. Celebrating his 50th anniversary this year of racing is Gary Webb. Wow. 72 years old. And if you go to www.garywebbracing.com, you can check out a nice video that honors his 50 years of racing. And also on that site, you can buy T-shirts that honor the 50th anniversary. But let me run down these results. Top 10. So picking up the win was Matt Ryan, the number 07, two feature wins this weekend for Matt. Second place, the Ageless Wonder, the W56, Gary Webb from Bluegrass, Iowa. Very impressive. I mean, how do you like that? First night out. Third place, Chuck Hanna, the number 65. Fourth place, another good run, the number 10, Jacob Waterman. Uh, fifth place, the number 14, B.J. Jackson from Clinton, Iowa. Uh, sixth place, the number 7, Andy Nezwerski from Buffalo, Iowa. Seventh would be the number 99, Brian Harris. New ride for him this year. Uh, eighth was the number 70, Sean Mulvaney. Glad to see him back racing. Ninth, the number R19, Joe Ross. And rounding out the top 10, the 007, Lake Canudi from Chadwick, Illinois. Now we're going to look at uh, our IMCA Modifieds top 10. Jeff Bone Larson, the number B1, picks off the win. Last night, he's from Freeport, Illinois, former IMCA Modified National Champion. Uh, Eric Barnes, the number one team body shop car, rolled home second. Eric from Kelowna, Illinois. Brandon Durbin, the number 15D from Kelowna, rolled home third. Brant Cole, the number C9 from Rock Falls, Illinois, was fourth. Fifth was the 57A of Andrew Hamburg. Uh, sixth, the number 56D, Travis Denning from Sterling, Illinois. Seventh, the number 19B, Austin Bloom from Mount Morris. Uh, eighth was Casey Franks, the number 81C. Uh, ninth was the 85, Andy Nezwerski. And tenth, the number 89, T.J. Pates. Some all-around good racing there. A lot of good racing. A lot of good racing. The, uh, in, in the differences between running the kind of a round track like Davenport, um, I've only run Dubuque once. It's, it's kind, of a, kind of a football-shaped, you know, kind of a big quarter, and then East Moline. Um, that's one of the beauties to this area is we have such kind of a nice mixture of, of track sizes and, and shapes. It makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, great. <clears throat> uh, we're going to go to the IMCA Sport Mods next, top 10 at East Moline Speedway. Number 21, Cam Reimers from Kelly, Iowa, picking off the win. And, uh, you know, kind of a funny uh, faux pas Friday night over at Davenport Speedway. The first time I called him in the lineup, I called him Cam 
Who do you think? Cam Newton. There you go. It's got to be Cam Newton. I got to quit watching football. <laughs> <laughs> that should be his, his Cam Newton. There you go. Yeah. Uh, second to number B33, Cody Kalem. Third to number 43, LV, Logan Vellos coming home with a nice run. He's from Kelowna. Uh, fourth to number 79, Nathan Bowensiefen. He comes to us from Sheffield, Illinois. Uh, up next, fifth, the number 88, Trey Grimm, one of the team body shop cars, East Moline, Illinois. And then we had the number 88D, C.J. Durbin from Coal Valley, Illinois. Nice run for him. Without Jacob Copley, the number 55C from East Moline, finishing seventh, eighth, Stephen Spiker, uh, ninth, uh, Matt Spidell, the number 14J, rounding out the top 10. The number 33, the Candyman, Jarrett Franzen, uh, tough night for him. Rudy's Tacos IMCA Hobby Stocks. We're going to go down the top five in these guys. The number 09, Daniel Waters, uh, picking up the win. He's from up Tipton, Iowa way. Second place was the number 4R, the Buffalo Bandit, Randy Lamar. Uh, third was the number 77W, Andrew Burke from Milan, Illinois. Uh, fourth, Donnie Cole, uh, the number uh, B4 from Rock Falls, Illinois. And the number 12, Jared Copajohns from Hillsdale, Illinois. We're rounding out the top five. Then we'll get to the IMCA performance. Mod Lights, picking up the win. Former late model driver. He ran in uh, IMCA Modified. Now he's in one of those Mod Light cars. Mike Zemo Jr. in the Z Machine. Davenport, Iowa picks off the win. Now, have you seen those Mod Lights, Pat? I have. Yeah. I have. I tell you what, they get around there quick. Now, I know they got motorcycle motors in them. I'm going to have to ask one of the guys. They're like, you know, 1100cc Yamaha or what their rules allow. And honestly, I, I've only talked to a couple of guys down at Burlington a couple of years ago, and they're 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 based on kind of an idea of a you know like the dwarf car or the legend car. However, they're kind of more outlaw, so they have tube chassis and less restrictions on the motors. The cars are a little bit lighter and and quite a bit faster. So, okay. uh, they look like a ball of fun to run. Man, they do. Uh, second, the number eleven P John Padilla. Third, the number twenty five M Anthony Gus. Fourth, the number ninety one Rob Gus. Fifth was Nick Prohl in the number 29. And finally, we got Street Stocks. Uh, the number 91, beautiful red machine, Michael Clark, picking off the win. He comes to us from Merrillville, Indiana, making the trip up to East Moline Speedway. Making the haul. Yeah. Second was the number 4Z, Zachary Zuberbreyer from Kingston, Illinois. Uh, third was Kyle Anderson from Crown Point, Indiana. Fourth was Jesse Owen, the number 95, picked off the win Friday night at Davenport Speedway. And fifth... Rounding out the top five, Kyler Hickenbottom from Cambridge, Illinois. And then uh, we'll wrap this thing up with uh, uh, Sport Compacts cars. We'll do the top five. Uh, first, Kyle Hawkins, number 28, another win for him. Uh, second, the 22 DB, Dustin Began. Third, the number 24X, Tommy Staggs. Fourth, the number 28X, Jimmy Dutlinger. And rounding out the top five, uh, the number 30J, Nick Johnson. And that is it. For local racing results for this past weekend, Pat. You know what, though? Look, I mean, look at all the results. Isn't it nice that, that we're getting back to some semblance of normal? Look at all those race results. It's nice to come out of, out of COVID. This time last year, we were we didn't know what we were going to do for race season, if there was going to be a race season at all. And, yeah. and then it was off and on, hit or miss, depending upon what the states required and allowed and what people could put together. So it's really nice to get back to some semblance of normal. And not only to see the promoters putting on the races, but to see a ton, absolute ton of race cars showing up. That's, yeah. that's just, that's great. Warms awesome. my heart. Well, hey, you got some uh, national news for yeah. us, Pat? Yeah, let's talk about national racing. I'm going to start with late model racing. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, 
rain caught the um, the Central Illinois Lucas Oil late models and canceled both the Saturday night show at Granite City. I'm sorry, I think it was Friday night show at Granite City and Saturday night show at Macon. Uh, both of those got nixed because of weather. But the upside to that is with that happening, uh, we had guys that went a little bit everywhere. Uh, Tim McCready, who's uh, the point leader for Lucas Oil, ended up going to run the World of Outlaws. And I have a short clip. He and Chris Final Madden uh, battled it out for the win uh, in Richmond, Kentucky. Chris Madden brought it home second. Tim McCready brought it home first with the $10,000 win. Had a great show. Wow. Chris Madden came home second from, uh, from the pole. It's nice to see T-Mac run well. I know he's got a lot of diversity and has run a lot of different um, a lot of different types of, of uh, cars in all different uh, categories. So it was nice to see him bring that home. Chris Madden was second. Scott James third. Ricky Weiss brought it home uh, fourth. And our local uh, hot shoe, Tyler Bruning, brought it home fifth. Yeah, great to good. see him with a great run. Without you know, went a doubt. went from the IMCA uh, you know, traveling series. That's right. Which has now become the uh, Hoker Trucking yep. East Series. Uh, to running with the best of the best and and being competitive, being competitive, being competitive. Yeah. and okay. uh, and I know uh, B Shep Brandon Shepard uh, brought also brought it home ninth. He's still leading the points. Yeah, so all right. Not having a a B Shep esque season, if you will, but right. um, but still competitive everywhere it goes. I'm pretty sure, knowing those guys, that they're disappointed with ninth, whereas most people would be thrilled with ninth. But um, yeah. you know, when uh, when uh, night in night out, when you're dealing with, I, I I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, Night in and night out racing at that competition level, you know, you can't miss it by very much and, yeah. and end up going from first to, to ninth. So, uh, like I said, with that, um, the uh, some of the guys went uh, to Kentucky. Some of the guys went out to West Virginia Motor Speedway for the, uh, the Bring It Back, uh, the Welcome Back at West Virginia Motor Speedway, a phenomenal race. I'll bring up the video if we can bring up the video. 40-lap race. Tyler Erb led 39 laps coming wow. into this. Actually, Jonathan Davenport pitted with six laps to go to change a right rear, was able to storm back through it. When I was watching the race, I'm like, oh, there's no way he's going to win. Yeah. You know, he, he pitted with six laps to go. He's out because he was absolutely on a mission. Uh, West Virginia Motor Speedway, great big, huge, uh, five-eighths of a mile, kind of a square track. Um, I have a little bit of video. Tyler Erb led the uh, come to take the white flag. Um, as they're coming around turn one and two, He's and got I thought, the bag. yes, he does. Yes, he does. Things are looking oh, well, look and all of a sudden, wheel. yes, rear wheel broke. Oh so I don't gosh. know if the axle broke, but it looked like a rear wheel broke, similar to what happened to Jimmy Owens at Bristol. Right. Um, at least from the outside. Uh, Jonathan Davenport ended up holding on for the last lap. Um, they had a, a green-white checkered. He ended up holding on for the last lap and, and bringing home the $8,000 to win. So uh, J.D. was first. Devin Moran chased him right across the line for second. And Kyle Bronson brought it home third. Another great show. Like I said, it was kind of exciting. Um, when I was watching that race, I thought, wow, you know, it looks like Tyler Herb's got it in the bag. Uh, switching over to sprint cars, if we can. Um, this last weekend was the NOS Energy World of Outlaw Bristol Throwdown. Wow. The last great Coliseum, Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, absolutely phenomenal show. I know a lot of people had this, including myself, had this circled on the calendar of races that, that were definitely one that we, you know, marked on the calendar. If you can't be there, I definitely want to watch it in, uh, watch it online, which I actually got to watch it online. Right. Uh, they raced Friday night. Um, David Gravel had a great night. Friday night, actually, the track was a little bit slick. 
the racing actually was really good, uh, but not groundbreaking speeds. David Gravel set fast time, won his heat, and won the main event. It was a wow. really good show. A lot of really close, really competitive racing. Saturday night actually got rained out, but they pushed it to Sunday afternoon. Um, and I'm going to show you a clip of with rain, as you would expect for a day and a half or half, almost a day and a half. Um, look at that. Yes, look at that. Um, we actually had, yes, Sam Haperty from, uh, from Texas, 13 352 or 326 yeah 13 326 142.2 mile an hour average that's an average around bristol average pat absolutely unbelievable you know what when i was young i was crazy and i'd drive that fast but now that i'm old i try to keep it below 55 when i'm out on the interstate i hear you and you know this race was actually a an invitation only race yeah um and even there were actually two guys that were that were there um one of them was was uh jacob allen that um practiced they went to qualify and actually said you know what this is just the speeds are too fast and so jacob allen actually decided to to sit out that race his car was there they unloaded every day there was a lot of social media banter back and forth of what happened was he sick and and um from the the news report from shark racing is no he was fine it was just he was intimidated by a a 142 mile an hour average around the the speed palace like that (laughs) And um, and then so the feature. So you would think that you run 142 mile an hour around this giant, um, this giant track. Uh, his actually teammate uh, Logan Schuthart, also yeah. from uh, Pennsylvania, led the good part of the race. Was chased down by David Gravel. So you would think that the racing is not all that great. Logan in the in the driving number one is being chased by the black and orange uh, David Gravel in the big game tree stands number two. Um, Came, they actually just took the white flag. Logan broke a motor. Oh my God. Yes, he broke you a are motor. Me. Yep. Coming up right here, you see it right there. The motor loses power. And unfortunately, uh, it cost him uh, the victory. Actually, I take that back. It was coming around the next lap, but he lost power and ended up uh, having to drop out after that. So uh, that had to be heartbreaking for him. David Gravel ended up bringing home the $25,000 win. Donnie Schatz running the Ford came in second. And, and Tony Stewart's no right. Oh, kidding. Yep. Wow. Yep. They're awesome. they're still working on that Ford, trying to get that Ford to uh, accelerate like they need it to be. Now, Pat. Uh, yeah. You know, I seen a picture of Jack Howdenshild. That That's right. Too, the throwback uh, paint scheme, and I got to tell you, that is just isn't that awesome? It, it was awesome. And now, was that a Rico Abreu? He was connected to that somehow. That's actually Rico Abreu's car. Oh wow. Yep. And and Rico is a huge fan, and he's a he's a racer, but he's also a huge fan. Yeah. And uh, he partnered with Jack Hodenshield for his swan song and racing. Jack's retiring at the end of this year. And um, so Jack's actually going to run Rico's car throughout this year. All right. The, um, they came out with a special paint scheme, kind of a send-off that he introduced on uh, Friday. And then he ran this weekend. He's going to finish the season. It's the, the Jack Eldon Racing Pennzoil 22 car from days gone by that Jack ran for so long. To me, yeah. it was a beautiful car. Oh, without a doubt. Oh without even the it's competitors. So one of the beautiful things that Dirt Racing did, too, was for the unveiled, nobody knew about it other than the team. They actually had the car in the trailer. They brought all of the competitors and Dirt Racing around. Dirt Racing went live. And actually, the competitors crowded around the trailer as they dropped the, the gate of the trailer. They had the car covered and really did a, a first-class ta-da 
unveil of the car. It was absolutely, it was perfect. Great. It was perfect. And um, I've known Jack Hodenshield since we got into sprint car racing, and you won't find a nicer guy. Absolutely, a, a truly genuine, uh, really nice guy. So wow. it's great to see him get sent off in, in with a first-class ride like this. Good news. He, uh, he had a great show. Um, it, was, it didn't take much to be off the mark a little bit running on this track. Uh, Aaron Reitzel brought it home third. Uh, Giovanni Celsi, um, the drag racer's son, uh, ended up bringing it home fourth. And Paul McMahon had just jumped into a car two weeks ago after being off for almost a full season, came home fifth. So wow. it was a great show. That's amazing. A testament to also um, to the, the flexibility of the world of outlaw sprint cars is we just ran the Speed Palace, right? We just ran the, the last great Coliseum, Bristol on dirt, high banked half mile. Next weekend, the world of outlaw sprint cars are running I-70 Speedway down in, in Odessa, Missouri. And I don't know if wow. you guys have ever been down there. They've rebuilt it. They rebuilt it, it's a, but it's still a high banked half mile dirt track, uh, also a big Speed Palace. However... That's Friday and Saturday this coming weekend. They're making a special stop on Thursday night in Jacksonville, Illinois, which is the polar opposite of that. You couldn't wow. hardly get a smaller track no, Jacksonville, than Jacksonville, Illinois. It's just barely bigger than this room. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> you're telling the truth. We're running down at Peoria Speedway, and the guys kept saying, hey, Shane, you got to come down and run Jacksonville. Show them how it's done. So old Dino Dan Norton and I, we load the car up and head down to Jacksonville, and I thought, my God. I, I mean, you could just about put Jacksonville – in the infield of East Lawrence right. Speedway. That's right. That, that it is like that the, small. Oh, it was just it crazy. It is that small. So to see wing sprint cars, to see wing sprint cars run on that is is uh, is amazing. I've heard it. I've heard it. Heard it um, called. It's like putting a, a a bunch of bees in a jar and shake them up. Yeah. So, hey, one of the things I did want to point out too. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with uh, Dave Darlin. Uh, the USAC, they call him the People's Champ, a USAC competitor for a long time, was on his way to the races on Saturday night down in Bloomington, Indiana, and he actually had a minor stroke, oh got my. confused and didn't know where he was going. Uh, he ended up spending the night in the hospital. So um, I've only met him once, but he was a, a, a genuinely nice guy. Uh, but So thoughts and prayers go out to his continued re recovery. He's doing well, but uh, his continued recovery. Good. So that's well, all bet. I have with national stuff. Let's... Uh, Introduce our guests. What do you we say? We got some guests. Hey, uh, first up, we got Quint Waterman. Now, we originally had Randy Anderson scheduled. He's the the lead tech guy for IMCA Late Model. He works the IMCA Super Nationals every year. He used to work the old Gary Series every one of those races. And uh, Randy's a little under the weather right now. So we pulled in my old buddy, Quint Waterman. Quint, how you doing today? How you doing? Welcome Glad to the show. Glad to be yeah. here. Yeah. What do you think of the studio? It's, it's neat. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Not like dusty it. like the racetrack. It's no. nice and clean. Yeah, nice television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than the one I got at home. Hey, Veronica. Veronica Anderson, our other guest, uh, race driver. She also does tech. And Veronica is Randy Anderson's daughter. So, you know, you always want to have a son that's into racing. And for Randy, he got the daughter that's into racing. And Veronica, tell us what you do for a living. Um, I'm a Mercedes-Benz technician, so I'm a diagnostic specialist for Mercedes-Benz, and I work on a little bit of everything for them, though. So Very nice. And that's amazing. So when customers walk out back and they see you working on their ride, I mean, they probably got to do a double take because, you know, you've chosen this interesting path. And when it comes to racing, too, uh, how have you been received by the male drivers at the Speedway? I think at the Speedway, most prominently, it's been a positive result. I, sometimes you'll get a little bit where you can tell they just aren't quite used to it. They're yeah. not quite, you know, just 
intertwined with how it is to race with a girl or female and how that works but a lot of them are open friendly i've made a lot of friends through racing and i think maybe it's helping in it for so long but outstanding you know and quint we can talk about this i mean you remember the day this is how backwards things were you know and thank god we've come a long way in this world but there was a day when they wouldn't let a woman down in the pit area no i remember there there was never a woman in the pits your wife was up in the stands watching every race Never been in the pits with me. And what else did you have to wear to come in the pits? You had to wear white pants. White? You're going to be working on cars in dirt, but you had to wear white pants. That's right. I remember somebody saying it was so that they could see you. And I thought, you know what? If you can't see me, what are my white pants going to help? (laughs) I I still see old pictures of them. I think they look cool. I wish they still did. Yeah, you see people a lot better. The funny thing is now almost everybody wears black in the pits, so we've gone the other way around. Yeah, how do you like that? So, Quint, a uh, question for you. Now, hey, it's a brand-new season, uh, IMCA Tech. Uh, these, a lot of these guys are in brand-new cars, and they've really never been teched by you all. And, Veronica, you were teching over the weekend, too? Um, Friday. Friday night yeah. at Davenport. Okay. So, how do you handle it? Guy comes in, he's got too high a deck height, his roof's at too, uh, too much pitch in it. I mean, do you just uh, look the other way, or do you no. give him a warning? No, uh, Friday night at Davenport, we had, I think it was 17 violations Wow! between three divisions, sport mod, modified, and late model okay. with bodies, either roofs, deck heights, and uh, our uh, cell panels, and they all got verbal warnings. Okay. And, and most of them guys will address some problems, but some will think they'll get away with it again. Next week, they'll get a written citation. Following week, they'll be disqualified. So, so, I mean, you expect them to come back and make those repairs. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and most really, of them will. None of, like these, the deck height. Hey, none of these guys cheat. Ask no. them. Never, never. never. The only cheater is yeah. the ones that finish in front of them. That's <laughs> right. That's right. It doesn't say so in the rules. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that uh, I remember a guy I used to race with back in the day, he had on the back of his spoiler, cheat to be. That's right. And I thought, oh, my God, here we go. Yep. I actually had a wing one time that Knoxville, I said, well, it's not what it says in the rules. And they said, Patrick, don't bring it back next week. <laughs> you know, IMCA used to talk about uh, rule number 99, and that was uh, our decision, the decision that IMCA and the officials is final and binding. So it That's don't right. matter what the driver's interpretation of the rule is. Right. I mean, man. You guys will drop the hammer. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what the promoter thinks either. Yeah. So. yeah. And, uh, and uh, Quint, you and I were talking about this before uh, before we went on air. It's obviously IMCA is onto something and they're doing something right. The fact that you can have two complete different set of rules, you can have a, just in the late models alone, you can have a, a crate motor, which you have very little control over what the, what the motors produce. And then you have the IMCA spec motor and that you have those two motors that are virtually identical and you can't tell from one car to the next of which one's fast and, and they're equally competitive. That's really a testament to right. what you guys are doing. Well, all IMC- the way down to the track. IMCA guys. does a good job of trying to keep a level playing field. Like last year, the the spec motors, they they performed better, mm-hmm. and, and they were more successful. So this year, IMCA changed a carburetor and allows alcohol on a crate motor. And Friday night, a crate motor won at Davenport. And then Sunday night, I teched there, too, at East Moline, a spec motor one. So we're 50-50 right out the gate. Last year, spec, 
spec, spec, spec, then maybe a crate. But this year, I think we're going to see a little more of a level playing field. Nice, and it, and it was good racing at both tracks. Without so. a doubt, without a doubt. So how how did they how did they do that? Was it a restrictor plate that they put in the carburetors, or how did they slow the spec motors down? I can't tell you for sure if they changed the restrictor plate. They already had one, nice. but I know they changed the carburetor and allowed the alcohol this year. Very nice. So so I know when we went to alcohol, we had to, you know we had to run a lot more fuel pressure, but the alcohol we would burn. Uh, and, you know, this is an old memory, so don't uh, send me a text tell me I'm wrong because I probably am. But uh, uh, we would burn like double the amount of alcohol yep. versus the, the regular gas, but the alcohol gave us more torque. Yep. So that's, uh, hey, Veronica, so what I wanted to ask you is Sunday night was your first night of racing. Yes, it was. For and you were season. there without your dad. How was that? Kind of weird? That was probably very weird for me. Dad always has some good words of wisdom. He, he's always the last person I talk to, and that's kind of key, is he knows something to tell me where I won't let it get to me. And not having him there for the first time, it was different. It was not the same. It's always been something that even if Dad's doing tech, he's there. He's, you know, beginning of last season, we had a hole in the radiator, and he's doing tech, and he comes over and he goes, I got the solution. I'm freaking out. It's my first se- like first even partial season in a car, and he goes, we're going to just JB weld this. So I'm just thinking, what if I need JB weld? My dad's not here. There you go. <laughs> so nice. it's different for nice. sure. We got a couple nice. of comments online. We got Dave Walton uh, uh, commenting that he loves white pants and he wears white pants when he flags Davenport Speedway, awesome. our new flagman this year. Uh, Bev Schmall Thorman says, hey, white pants look cool. And we had some other questions in there. Let me see if I can find them. Oh, Brett Sievertson, scorer up there at East Moline in Davenport, said, need to say thank you to Quint Waterman. Pretty sure he might have grabbed me last night as I was passing out after the races. Very nice. How do you I, like that? Yeah, he, uh, I didn't grab him, but, yeah, he uh, he you, wasn't feeling very well. But oh, my. There was several people there that were concerned about him, and I'm yeah. glad he's doing better. Yeah, good. Thank awesome. God. we got to have Brett around. Yep. He's a man. So Veronica, talk, talk to me about about your what are your aspirations in racing? Where do you see this going from a female driver's perspective? I think ultimately I want to do as best as I can. I always set high goals, and back in 2012, 2011, when Dad and I really got back into racing, and he started being tech at East Moline, I'd watch people run, and that's when the dream started going. And then I went to Super Nationals, and that even spread more. So honestly, right now, I want to just learn the car. I think I think yesterday was a big testament to if you don't focus on what you're doing, none of it makes any sense. We've been practicing for weeks, and what I put on the track for a feature last night was not what we'd been practicing, and it all went out the window. <laughs> hey, you know what happens that way sometimes. <laughs> that's right. That's, right? Ca- that's called lap one. <laughs> and now John Freeman was helping me in the pits. Yep, and John helps me, and John John's always one of those guys that will tell me, just keep going, we got this. And yeah. And, and that's where the goals come from. I mean, one day I hope to win some super national titles, and I hope yeah. to win even our regular championships at the Speedways. I think as a female driver, it's and opportunities are limitless. I just got to drive as good as they do or better, and that's yeah. not hard to do. You know what, Veronica, I've watched you, and you're putting together a lot of good laps. And then, you know, you got that little slip, driving in a little hot, tail comes around. And so once you get it and you put together – 20 good laps or 10 good laps in your heat or whatever it may be. Uh, and when you pick off your first win, it's a shot in the arm. You get your first heat race win, you're like, man, I can do it. I can win these things. And, you know, with what I've seen out of you, you're going to be there. You just got to have patience. 
everybody's got to pay their dues. You're paying your dues right now, and you're going to be fine. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things uh, John kind of reminds me of is just reeling it all back in. You know, he says, watch your emotions, have some patience, just take your turns. It's your race. It's not anybody else's. If you're already going to finish and last, why not just keep going with it? Wow. Nice. You know, focus nice. on what you're doing. There's your so. double O. Yep. That's hey, you know the history of that thing. Marshall yeah. Douglas used to sponsor, nice? you know, a race car. You drove for Marshall. Uh, Sam and I had been in the car. Uh, a lot, John Freeman had been in the car. And John always ran, or, or Marshall wanted number I-74, so he wanted the I-74 logo, and the car was number 74. But your dad brought that theme back and that history by putting the double O in the, uh, the interstate sign. So actually, it was kind of backwards and how that happened he called me because he always told me the number comes last and yeah. in 2019 he called me when I came back and I was still living in Chicago and he goes what did you want your number to be I said I don't know I said I know what I do want though I want the interstate symbol I said that is your car that is the car that every great person has ever raced for yeah. you is in that nice. interstate and he goes well what do you think of this R00 because they call me Ronnie Rue. So he's like, you're my little Rue. <laughs> so we put together what I thought was fantastic as the interstate symbol. And really, he came up with the R00. So. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And, yeah, and Shane, you and I have talked about it. I love the stories, the, the, the historical background history to how people come up with the numbers. Because it's never just, a, I don't know, throw a number two <laughs> on it. I don't know. There's always some sort of a story. I saw an article of uh, Formula in Formula One that... that um, um, Hamilton actually had 44 as his go-kart number when he very first started racing. Uh, yeah, and he still runs it now today. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Oh, uh, hey, Quinn, uh, you know, as far as tech goes, being a tech guy, you got to put the blinders on. I mean, you've got your own son out there running an IMCA late model, yep. uh, you know, Joe Beal. I mean, how do you deal with that when you got one of your family members? Do you have a special tape measure for your son? No. And then one for everybody else. <laughs> no, it's the same rules for everybody, but you know he's just like anybody else. If if we find something wrong, he'll be held accountable. And yeah, and Randy's the chief tech, so when I spot something, he's the first one I tell it to, yeah. and he makes the ultimate decision. But yeah. there'll be no favoritism. Heck, half them guys out there, are my friends, your friends. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's can be tough it's it's going to be tough if you have to hammer one of them but, yeah, i remember but, uh we were doing a tech uh and uh it was kenny wallace number 36 modified and he was paid to show up the racetrack and the guy ended up winning the feature and he rolls through tech and he had turned his uh, rotors down too thin and so tom herbert's down there uh, doing the tech and herb says uh hey number 36 is dq'd because he's got too thin of rotors and i remember kenny wallace saying hey do you know who i am and, and uh, Tom Herbert refused to acknowledge the name. He just said, it's just number 36 to me, and your rotors are too thin, and you're disqualified. So right. that's, you know, you got to make tough calls when you're doing tech. Yeah. Well, but we, I, I think establishing that base um, is, is instrumental in getting that respect from someone that wants to come in and race from the outside. So they're not one of the... the in club or they're not you know if they're going to come either race from somewhere else or they're going to get into racing it's hard when you're coming in because you don't know is everybody playing i know this is a rule book but is everybody playing by the rules or you know do some people get to do whatever they want and it's nice to hear 
And I think that's an attribute also to the growth in the local racing in the area that, hey, these are the rules and these are the rules and it doesn't matter who you are, right. everybody adheres to the rules. Well, and like our boss on Friday night, Ricky Kai, his son races and his son, he, he's the man to beat most nights. And when Ricky first was taking that track over and Shane was at the same staff meeting, he said, I do not want any favoritism for my son. And I said, well, if we had to show him favoritism, I wouldn't be working for you. Good. So, good. yeah, there, there's no favoritism for anybody. My son, Rick Kai's son, nobody. Yep. So, yep. John will always try to come up with new uh, ideas for the race car, and Dad's like, if it don't fly through tech, we're not doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> but it doesn't say it so in the rules. <laughs> yeah, well, he says we won't be taking know. the car. <laughs> if you're on the Dunright uh, page, and we've got a lot of people on there that are uh, posting uh, messages, I want to let you know that if you got any questions, you want to ask Veronica, or you want to ask Quint or Pat or myself, feel free to post them on there. We're live. We're reading them. And we'll be happy to answer uh, any of those questions that are out there. Now, Chad Coyne wanted to know, Quint, what's up with the gray hair? <laughs> On who? You? You. <laughs> I didn't think I had any. Okay. Yet. <laughs> you must have seen some. I like that. <laughs> that means you don't have any worries, right? Hey, I, I just hope mine quits falling out, man. Every time you take a shower, you got clump of hair in the shower, and then I don't have anything on top. So I'm going to start wearing a ball cap, and that'll cover it up. Yeah, and I know I, I know. Dave Walden says that, yep, it's nice to see the black and white in, in the rules, and I couldn't agree more. And Chad Coyne's going to be coming out with a sport mod. Oh, he so, is? Yep. All right. He's got a sniper, and we should see him at the track hopefully soon. And, nice. and Terrence Ryan answered that question. Uh, you know, it's 095 restrictors you got to have on that uh, for a restrictor. Right, plate. yep. So that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people out there watching, a lot of questions flowing in, but uh, keep it rolling, Pat. Yeah. It's, you know what, we and, and Veronica, I can't thank you enough for coming in and joining us. It's 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 a unique, and you have a unique perspective on racing coming in, and, and hopefully you'll see opportunities that, that some other people won't and, and take advantage of it and, and have that uh have that respect. Hopefully people give you the respect that you deserve. You know, the funny thing is Randy's been around racing a lot of years, and I remember Randy raced a car three times. I think it was three times. And then he said, man, this ain't for me. And so we're at Hawkeye Raceway, Quint. You remember this night? Yeah. And Randy come walking up to me, and he says, hey, I got a fast car. But he said, you know, my driving days are over. He said, you know anybody can drive this thing? And I said, yeah, my old buddy Quint Waterman. So we got Quint behind the wheel. Went out and won the heat race, yep, but Quint, nice. when you pulled in victory lane, tell us the story. The, the, the radiator had overheated, it, the steam was coming out, but, but the story he's telling is the truth. But the thing is, that's when I met Randy. I didn't even know him. Shane said, <laughs> put Quint in the car. So I go out and win a heat, and it's the first time I'd ever won any type of a race in my life, and it was the first time Randy ever got a heat win. So nice. So nice. the thing's steaming but, away. The record oh, backs up. Yeah, the record was going to push me away. I said, no, take this to victory lane. I want to get my picture yeah, taken. Yeah, you want a picture. Yeah. you got to have proof. Yeah, That's I had right. Shane, his brother down there, Dave Keniston, Randy, all of us, Mike nice. Moneymaker. Very and nice. That was, a, that was a special night. So, you know, Randy ended up uh, joining me on our race team, and we had a lot of success and won a lot of races, and he is just a, a wizard when it comes to building engines. So I knew when I started promoting East Moline back in the day that he would be the perfect tech guy because, uh, you know, when you're 
if you want to learn, you know, where that kind of gray area is at, talk to the guys that are running up front. That's right. And Randy did a wonderful job working for me, and he ended up going on to IMCA and working the National Series and the Dairy Series and uh, working the Super Nationals. And Veronica, you have worked up the IMCA Super Nationals. 800 cars there That's in a week, man. 800 wow. cars. It's just wow. amazing. As a matter of fact, I think the uh, I think the World of Outlaw Late Models have a big race up there at Boone. They do. Uh, here, is it this weekend or is it this next weekend? weekend? Yeah. yeah. The Hawkeye 100. They're starting... Three wide. Three wide? Yeah. Three wide. It's the way they do it at both. Okay, and, yeah, and I will admit, nationals, they do that. Every, every single time I've ever had a sprint car race booked at Boone, we've gotten rained out. So I've never set foot on the track. I've just seen it on video. But yeah. from what I've seen, how on earth are they going to do that with late models, no less? They I mean, do the track's it. not that wide, is it? They do it with the IMCA yeah. late models, and it is a wide track. And uh, Quint, you know, when I took Quint up there the first time, I said, you have to watch their track prep. Uh, uh, track prep. When they uh, when they run ten heat races, they stop and they get out there. They rip the cars, the track up. They uh, water it. They pack it, and we're going racing again. But every ten races, Quinn, yeah. you, you don't see any dust there. That's impressive. And the the racing is unbelievable. I've seen videos, and it's it it, it really that's impressive. Yeah, it's it, impressive. It's, it's those not, guys not are, to slide any other dirt track program in this country, but. There can't be anything better than what they do at them Boone Nationals. It's great. It, it is amazing. Now, Veronica, you've worked at the Super Nationals. Yep. So, now, now how did the guys respond to that when they pull in tech? They got a giant tent set up, and you got Veronica down there tacking your car. So, the first year I did it, I actually was going just to watch. I was just coming back from school in California. I was just going to watch Dad. I wanted to all of high school, never got the chance. And Dave Brend, who's head of tech for everything in IMCA, he comes up and he goes, we're going to do this. And, you know, and I, he's seen I was kind of timid. And he goes, no, you got to you gotta learn that you know the rules. You're going to set the rules. And if guys try to, to, like, be like, well, I don't want you to look at my car. No, that's not right. Tell them, no, this is the rule. This is the call. This is what's happened. In the first season, or the first Super Nationals, I was actually out there. I was put in the infield, and we were checking carburetors, and one guy's carburetor didn't pass. And I said, it's not good. And he's like, I want a second opinion. Dave comes over and goes, so what'd she tell you? He said, well, it didn't pass. And the guy that said, you have two people on a car, so he assists me. He's like, yeah, no, it didn't pass. It's like, well, there's your call. You're disqualified, nice. you know? And, and I think that's something that really stands that sometimes it's perceived okay and sometimes it's not. But for me, I also take into account where the racer's at. Right. When you're coming off a track and you just thought you made it into the show for the night and maybe to the big dance on Saturday, you didn't make it. Well, I mean, you might question it as well, but. No, it's amazing cool. to me is. Uh, Quentin and I have watched you grow up as a young lady, and you always struck me as somebody who was very intelligent. You always had intelligent questions. You were very well-spoken, and that was always amazing to me. But, Quint, you know, if you live long enough, you're going to see the Veronicas of the world. She grew up from a little kid, and he had a grasshopper, mm -hmm. and now she's a full-grown lady out there, uh, you know, putting the hammer down and beating around the racetrack. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just and amazing. She, she just got to be patient. The wins will come. It took me forever to win. Yeah. And uh, when, once I finally got one, then they started coming. But, yeah. And I don't know if you guys realize it or not. I actually had a good friend of mine, female racer, that got into sprint car racing that wanted to move up the ladder. And uh, Destiny and Jim Clark from uh, from the Chicagoland area actually housed the race car in my shop for a number of years. So yeah. I've been around it and seen it from from her perspective of, of some of the things that she went through being a female sprint car driver and, and some of the acceptance or, or lack thereof. 
um, that that she got at the track, and and hopefully you don't uh, have to overcome those same hurdles, and hopefully you get a little bit more respect from uh, from the guys. But you definitely have the the technical background and knowledge to be able to go toe to toe with just about anybody. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing. Is dad um, when I told him I wanted to race in high school, which thanks to Shane, you know, we got into racing because dad was just doing <laughs> drag cars. So. You know, it started there, but in high school, I told Dad all I want to do is race, and he said, "You got to know something." And that's where the technical side came nice. in. I went to school for it. I was uh. like, you know, that's what I want to do, and I want to race. I'm going to do that. And therefore, um, now being in a race car, the guys, it, it's a hit or miss. It's just like in my career field, it's a hit or miss. Not everyone's going to like me being there, and sometimes it's not always accepting. But I will put that 95% of the time, everyone is just I'm just another guy out there. Nice. And you nice. Know, that's and, great to hear. And my that's friends. That's great to hear. They'll tell me they're like, but the thing you got to remember is, is if you run me over, I'm running you right back over. If you put me in the wall, I'm putting you in the wall, you know. And it's the same little joke she'll play every week, but for the you most know, part, it's. And you're positive. so right there, uh, Veronica, because, you know, I remember when, uh, you know, as I was coming up and looking for that respect as a driver, you know, you get the guys that rough you up a little bit to get by, and I thought, you know what, that's not happening anymore. I'm gonna do a little rough in here. You hit me, I hit you, and. Uh, all of a sudden, they started, uh, you know, respecting you more, and not, you know, you're not out there to dump somebody, but you know, if they they lay a door on you, you know, lay a door back, let them know, hey, you know, we can play this game. I don't want to play this game, but and it um, shouldn't be accepted any any differently be. from you than it, it would be for me. Yeah, you know, and there there are clean racers and dirty racers, and I, I'm yeah, I'm right there with you, Shane. I'm I'm huge on that. There are guys that that. And I won't necessarily talk about it on air, but there are guys in just about every form of racing that I'm fans of, or guys that I'm not fans of, because of that. Because they're not they're not clean racers. They'll run you right over like you're not there. So. And I think there's a big difference between having something just happen because it's racing and doing something just because. Everybody you makes like mistakes, it. right? Right. So right. Veronica, what do you have for goals this year? Uh, this year, I would really just like to progress, put it in some top fives at least, and you know, ultimate goals maybe a win. Yeah. I'm very ambitious in that, but right now it's just really get that car under control, drive it. I mean, yesterday I started second for the first time ever, and I drove it straight until I spun out twice and was told to get off the track. So <laughs> <laughs> It looks different what? when you're starting up there and there's just nobody in front of you, doesn't and, it? And I, and I think that's also a lot different for me. Um, Dad told me last year I was never allowed to start on pole. I was never allowed to start up front, so I started in the back, and this time he's like, no, go for it when I texted him. So for me it was a lot of nerves, a lot of feelings, and – Everything that I knew that I'd practiced that we'd hit and laps and laps and laps again, it just didn't go well. So this year, the real goal is just get the car under me, make some top fives, and hopefully win something. Though. Nice. So. Good. Nice. Isn't that funny when, when all of a sudden you get told that you're on pole, and especially when you've never been to a track or with an organization before, and you're going, oh, crap, what did they say about the starting procedure? Where, yeah. where do we go? What are we doing? Wait right a minute. Here. What was that? Damn it, I should have paid attention in the driver's meeting. But, Ronnie, you did have a good run in the heat race. You got a fourth place yeah. in the heat. Oh, yeah. I definitely think the heat had a lot more progress in it. And even half the first part of the feature I ran was definitely solid. I think it just comes down to time and seat and yeah. keeping it all under wraps. And um, the end of my heat race, I definitely felt like I was getting it in there and just trying to work the bottom after I'd been running the top side for the first half of the heat. And then yeah. you're going to pass somebody. You can't just stay behind them. So, that's right. Uh, that's the secret to sprint car racing right there. And, Veronica, your dad said you've got a brand-new chassis that's getting powder-coated. And so yep. is the plan to have that ready the end of the season or run it next year? Or what are your thoughts on that? So, um, yep, we have a Dominator chassis that we're getting ready to – put out there and uh 
it was kind of the goal to get ready for this year, but things happen. Dad gets a little busy with being an IMCA director, full-time job, gotcha. family. So um, the true goal is to have it ready for maybe end of this season, but most definitely beginning next season at the latest. Good news. Outstanding. A shout-out to uh, Tim Gould, uh, who's watching, and uh, says hey <laughs> from South Carolina. Hey, Tim. Hey. Yeah. And uh, Don Vander Hayden, hey, Don, you got to modify it again. Good luck this season. Glad to see you're out there uh, watching. And then, uh, oh, Tim Gould. You know, Pat and I in the winter months, we race slot cars, Pat. That's right. As if we don't get enough racing through the summer. (laughs) So what do you you guys do in the wintertime? We race cars. Shocking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you like that? That's right. says, Pat, I'm sorry I ran you over on the slot car track. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, it hurts a lot less there than it does in the real thing. So Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jessica Waterman, tell my dad I said hi. Hi. So she's out there listening. So, uh, Quint, as the season moves on, we had a great opening weekend at both Davenport and East Moline. Uh, what do we got coming down the road? Prayers for Randy. Hope he gets yeah. back. I prayed for him today. All so, right. Because uh, until we found out it was pneumonia, I was yeah. thinking the COVID. But he was in my prayers today. So. He's going to be okay. Yep. That's great to hear. You know, again, you know, you talk about that COVID word, you know, the the Rona. Uh, you know, last season we opened up. We didn't have anybody out in the stands. And I just, I looked up there last week and uh, Friday night and seen all those people up there. And I thought, man, thank God. We yeah. got people up in the stands again. Amen. So Amen. it was just another step back toward, uh, you know, getting closer to uh, normalcy. Yep. yep. And maybe it's just down. me, but being in a car, Racing with an empty stand versus a filled stand is definitely different. The little kids you'll see up there, like, to me, I'm still pretty young, but I remember when I was little, like, that's what grew into how I got in a car. And if you don't have that step, you don't get the next one. And yeah. Seeing that empty, like, that's a that should kind of scare all of us that yeah. that could happen if we don't Amen. keep trying to drive the sport and put it yeah. in a positive direction. And, and, and that's definitely true, and Veronica, you're, you'll have you'll – have a, a, contact with an awful lot of fans that other people won't and and um you know we look forward to watching your progress as you grow up through the sport and, and hopefully uh, advance your career so i think you got great things ahead of you thank yeah. you and i appreciate that yeah. so quint uh we're about ready to wrap this thing up you got any closing words of wisdom no just uh fix your stuff yeah <laughs> fix your stuff Read Make our job book. easier. Is there yeah. anybody you want to point out in specific? Yeah, there we uh, go. Uh, oh, they're waiting outside hey, for you, Quinn. Hey, there's two modified guys. I think they're having a competition to see who can get the most rake in their roof. Because I didn't know if my tape measure is going to be long enough to check two of them. But yeah. they know who they are. Hey, we're running up at Marshall Town. We're running the IMCA National. And I remember uh, we went out. We won the uh, King of the Hill, won the Heat, and won the Feature. And unfortunately, we're running gremlin bodies. And, you know, the head of tech, uh, the late, great Ron Afkamp, come up and he goes, Shane, that roof is too big. And I said, Ron, that is the same size as a stock gremlin roof. Well, what's running in the four-cylinder class that night? A gremlin. So he went over and measured that roof, and he come back with duct tape and taped the roof where he wanted it trimmed up at. And he said, uh, I'm going to let you go tonight, but you got to have it uh, fixed for next week. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't play. And I remember when they did that because you had Jim's Knoxville tap on the s- cell panel and 
By the time you were done, it became <laughs> Jim's Knox. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. See, now I got the dirt. Yeah. See, now the story that I got before was it was 100% totally different. legal. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Ronnie, what do you got to say? What, uh, words of closing. Uh, Dad, get better. Thanks to John. Yeah, Any sponsors I mean, you want to point out? Um, yeah, so I have... Uh, so Jeff Peterson is who the car is from, so he definitely has helped out a lot. Um, my uh, Leishan, uh, Kaylee, she owns a reality company, and she sponsors the car majority. And my dad, John, and my sisters and family for really supporting me, and even my friends. I think uh, one big thing, if I could say anything, was that the racers that are out there and the guys that try to help me to just continue doing that and being accepting of even if I spin out or if I throw it in the wall one day, just – Tell me, get back on it. And I've had friends in the past couple of days really do nice. that. So just thank you to everyone that helps me makes this happen. I mean, it wouldn't work on my own. And not having dad there, it, it sucked. But I know the people that were there were supporting me. And that's what I can't Good. can't thank everyone enough to keep doing All right. Cool. So. And Pat, we're back here every Monday night doing I'm this looking thing. Looking forward to it. 7 o'clock at night. We have a good time. We're yep. going to give you the results from all the local tracks. We'll give you the results on the national scene. Uh, we're going to try to get better every week. Working on it. That's why this. That's why this week we decided to throw the video up there a little bit to give us uh, some visuals as well as as uh, watching us chatter away on the microphones here. So yeah, we're always looking for ways to improve the show and expand it, improve our viewership, and uh, for everybody out there, um, we're trying to grow local racing and really trying to help um, get more people involved in racing on, on not just online but also get people to to come out to the races. So. Um, I encourage everybody that's that's watching us on TV or listening to us to you know share the podcast to try to get more people out to the races because it just continues to help grow the sports that we love. Uh, you know we're uh, live on Dunright TV over there at Davenport Speedway, and it's real simple. I've had people ask me, "How do I watch that, Shane?" Well, just if you got a smart TV, go to YouTube, type in Dunright TV in YouTube. It'll bring up the Dunright page, and then you'll see the shows that you can choose from right, right there. What you want to choose. You know, the live show, it's very low cost. You can get one night of racing for 20 bucks. You can get the whole month, I believe, is 40 bucks, And that gives you every track we're at and every race that, uh, you know, it's uh, on the historic side. It's, it's a race that happened in the past, but you can still watch that race. So, uh, And we would prefer to have you out there live, and here's why. Uh, there's nothing like being at a racetrack, and, you know, we talked about hearing the roar of the engines, hearing the smell of the race and fuel, watching the door banging late models out there. That's right. I mean, there, there's just nothing like it, Pat. And you, you know, on the sprint car side, all those years you raced, there's nothing like going to a sprint car race. Without a doubt. And the upside to, to touch on both of those, the upside to the the online streaming is that we get to watch so much more. And we, we have that access. So we have people that there may be passive fans that may not be interested enough to actually come out to a race but they would sit and watch it on tv and so feel free to share that information or, or sure. those links and, and hopefully get those people involved but yes you're absolutely right actually getting out there and, and seeing it firsthand uh, that's why my son griff and i um and cj uh cross is watching too and yes griff is in the house tonight oh cj um, actually getting out to to get to talk to the guys for the first time in over a year and watch races live is it, it's phenomenal there's nothing else like it and also a shout out to all of the racers um and i didn't when we walked through the pit area i didn't tell anybody who i was you know we were just 
watching cars and, and, and looking at them and trying to learn as much as I can about, about the different classes of stock cars as I possibly can. And I tell you what, I couldn't believe how outgoing and friendly all of the racers were. Yeah. They would come up and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, you guys having a great night? What are you you're interested? You want to come? Actually, Griff got to set in, in one of the cars. Um, the guys were super friendly and outgoing, and that's that's great to see. That is yeah. absolutely great to see. You know, in uh, Davenport Speedway, one of the things about the great Mississippi Valley Fairground and uh, Sean Loader, the manager there, you know, over the years, they put new concrete in front of the grandstands. They spent, uh, you know, I'm going to guess, 50000 on renovating the bathrooms. It's like right. going into a... Five-star restaurant bathroom, right. uh, great concession stand. First-class lighting. First-class lighting, new scoreboard, first-class sound system. Uh, the grounds are well manicured okay. when you pull in there. And if you drive by now on Locust Street, you'll know at the that would be the east end of the property. They're building a new entryway, which is where the old drive-in uh, movie theater entryway nice. was at. Nice. So you're going to have concrete. You're going to have these huge arches that the racers will drive through and the pit area will move more toward the east. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be some more work done over on the west side. And that's the whole idea of giving it separate entrance. So right. uh, we can still have, you know, a nice flow of traffic and a nice place for the guys to park. But and you're, it, it really is first class operation. You're absolutely right. I know there for a while, a few years ago, or quite a few years ago now, it, it got run down a little bit. but that And that's important to sponsors. You know, if you bring somebody out to to the races that, that's a potential sponsor, man, it's it's and we are so blessed and so lucky to have such great facilities around us here that that you're proud of because that's something that we don't necessarily have any control over as racers is bringing a potential sponsor out here and being proud of the facilities that we get to race at. You know, one of the things they did at Danport Speedway too a couple of years ago is they they built that bar underneath the uh, main grandstands. I mean, it is literally. I'm not a bar guy. I don't drink so. But it's a place for people to go after the races. That's right. You can meet your favorite driver. I know when Ken Schrader was in town, he was down there shaking hands and talking to fans. And so it's kind of the complete package there. Uh, you know, it was a speedway. Great track, uh, great racing, and, you know, a great place to go after the races. And, it's a uh, place to socialize, too. It really yeah. is. And Jeff Morris drags me around there and makes me do card tricks for all his racing. <laughs> nice, races. nice. Quint is a magician on the side. <laughs> do you so notice how we brought that up at the end of the show? Right. You know, what's going talk on to there? That. That's right. All right. That's right. That was not in the notes. All right, in. fans, well, it looks like we're ready to wrap things up. Pat, that's uh, it. You got nothing else? I, that's all I got. For all right. Well, hey, we'll uh, see you back next Monday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, make sure and... Get on that done right uh, TV Facebook. Yep. Facebook. Get on the uh, YouTube. Check us out. It's free of charge. You're going to hear all the latest, greatest. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We love you all. We love the fans, love the drivers. And uh, in closing, I'll just say we'll be seeing you guys around the track. Yep. Yeah.